Thanks for joining us for episode two. Today we talk about taco-based candlelight vigils, cloned monkeys, and why we should care about poetry. Welcome to Ted and Tanner Do a Podcast. All right, episode two, Ted and Tanner Do a Podcast. I'm Ted. I'm Tanner. And we are glad to be back here podcasting. Uh, just as always, sponsored by dogs. Yes, yes. Uh, so shout out to uh, Sticks and Bones. Sticks and Bones, yeah. Etc. Um, it's good to be back. We had we had a fun time making the first podcast. It's so kind of our Friday fun. morning ritual now, twice. So it has yeah. to be a ritual, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's a new schedule, which is always That's good. It. So we have to do it 30 days before it's a habit, right? Is that how it works? I, don't, I have no clue. Oh, man. I'm really bad at uh, sticking to schedules. You can add us at Tan and Tanner Pod. Tell us how habits work. <laughs> yeah, uh, let us know. Obviously, we don't, we don't have any. Um, Tanner, how's your week going? It's been good, man. Uh, well, we got to spend a lot of time together. We yeah, went we to did. a conference, and it was, it was good. It was good to spend time and to catch up with some old friends and meet some new friends. But it's always weird when uh, your, like, your routine gets interrupted. And oh, so yeah. So we had Wednesday and Thursday was dedicated to... It was just to, a one-night conference. Yeah, but it was dedicated to just being away from home. And, and so that was weird. So it's good yeah. to get back and, and to get back into the rhythm. It's a and, gorgeous, gorgeous area. It's yeah. Lake Travis, Central Texas area, and... It's very pretty. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize how beautiful. But I don't want to else. offend Texas in, or Texans. But I didn't realize yeah, how you live beautiful. Here, we will kill you. I know it's true, and I don't. Yeah, uh, but I didn't realize how beautiful Texas was. Oh yeah, yeah. The, it's it's interesting. Um, so I don't know if you know this. In if you grow up in Texas and go to public school, you have to take Texas history. Yeah. And by yep. I say half, I mean like get to. It's yeah, a you, privilege. Yes. yes. But so part of it is you learn um, and see now here's the issue is my wife's not here because she is Texas history nut and she's not here to correct me. I think there are seven biomes in Texas. So seven different like seven different specific environmental um, regions just within the state. So you have like the Balcones Canyonlands, you have the Big Thicket, um, the High Plains. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, and it was funny because you think, when will I ever use this knowledge? Number one, worthwhile. Texas actually has phenomenal state history. But we actually, um, we were at a, a dinner at the seminary I went to, and the Texas area guys of our church body would come up and throw a big barbecue dinner. And so they would do Texas trivia. And there was a, you could win like, I think it was like a $50 Target gift card for whoever won. That's big money. And Chelsea won knowing the state shell of Texas. I can't tell you what it is. There's a state shell? There's a, there's a state shell. Do all shell. states have a state shell? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we do. Like, I could tell you some of the things, but, like, Chelsea is, she's in deep. I mean, her her family, actually, if you were to go down to the land-grant office, they have, like, land-grant number, like, 30 or 31 in the state of Texas. Land grant. I don't think I'm gonna be making a day trip for that, but no, but you should. <laughs> I mean, Tanner, we should we should do live, Ted and, live Ted and from Tanner, the land grant <laughs> land grant office. People are just staring at us as we walk it in. Like with it's our like Parks and Rec or something yeah. like that. Just, we should do uh, Ted and Tanner do Texas history. Ted and Tanner go on the road. Texas yeah. history edition. Hi, we're at the Alamo. People <laughs> are looking at us strange, but we're here. We're gonna. Our moms will even stop listening. To yeah, this. at that point. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. man. But it was it was a good week. Uh, it's 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 good, man. How was your week? Uh, very similar. Um, we the same. We yeah, literally we, spent we, two days together. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, it was fun. I mean, the the place where the conference was was very pretty. It was uh, 
it was a nice spot to kind of get away for a night. Uh, I will say there was a huge bathtub in the the room we had, so we signed up early enough. We got a villa. Are you a bath guy, Ted? Uh, listen, not all the time, but every once in a while, I, I think a good bath is a good thing to have. Like Because I definitely called it an early night and... Went upstairs while everyone else was downstairs just to take a bath. Oh, dude, come on! I mean, come I on. like I was I had I I you know I grew up thinking that I was an extrovert, and then mm-hmm. every time uh, I would hang out with people, I was done, just yeah. exhausted. And then I realized that you can like to talk to people. You can yeah. be somebody who likes to have conversation and be around human beings, but then it's also okay for you to not. And yeah. I learned that, and so well, now it's so like is Sarah time. Sarah is she more introverted? She, yeah, she's more introverted. But she can like, but like we're like in a similar boat where we can like turn on our, we can turn it on. So we can be like, mm-hmm. we're talking, we're in conversation, then we know we have to step away. Yeah. And so being somebody who works in the church, we have all these opportunities to meet people and be around people. Yeah. But we have to like when I'm like when I like plan out the week, I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I know I have to set aside a couple of nights so that we can have like alone time well, or and, introvert. And, time. and I think it's important to say, you know, I'm. I'm pretty far on the extrovert spectrum, like when you take the tests and stuff. But but I can say I've learned in my time, like you said, those important times of just like kind of pulling back, being mm-hmm. on your own. Um, so yeah, I will unashamedly say after I left y'all's villa to go back to our villa because we're apparently drug kingpins. Yeah. Um, the word villa just makes you sound like a little super fancy, extra. yeah, a little, bo- <laughs> yeah. little bougie, yeah, a little um, bougie. <laughs> or a lot bougie. <laughs> yeah. um, which these were just like converted. It looks like apartments that yeah. this resort had yeah. bought next to their hotel. But um, I went up and like you know got the water at the right height, and then oh, yes. and then here's here's what went great. You know the little uh, thing that they have in the closet that you can put your bag on that little folding oh, thing yeah. with the straps. Like I did that, and I got one of the spare pillows and put it on there. Set up my laptop, and I watched The West Wing and took a bath, <laughs> and it was glorious. That's beautiful. I know, right? That is fantastic. I just got in there and I soaked and I was like, oh, so this is it. Yeah. No, I'm going to go watch some basketball. Yeah. Well, see, but you could have been watching basketball. I could have the whole time. I got in yeah. the tub. Yeah. So well, it's good to know that you're a Ted bath and Tanner guy. do a bath. No, 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 no. Not together. <laughs> no, yeah. Yikes. Yikes. That's, we have two <laughs> options. We're doing it or yikes. Yikes, yikes. Um, yeah. No, it was a good week, man. It was good. It was good to spend some time with you. And I met your dad. Yeah. I met the famous Al, Al, Al D. Yeah. yeah. The man turns the out the legend. Turns out he's my hero. Uh, oh, turns well, tell out, me more. Yeah. Tell I mean, me more. Just the way that he carried himself, his positivity, and he just like, just wisdom. You know, yeah, when you look at somebody guy. and you're like, that guy just knows things that I one day well, will know. And here's the thing that's like super annoying about my dad is that he knows things. He's very wise. And like being his son, I keep looking back and going... Oh, I should have done that. Yeah. Oh, that was really smart. Mm-hmm. That was a great idea. Although one of my favorite things is when we had, this was his like his dad move when my mm-hmm. brother and I would have like girl problems. Yeah. And I remember he, he did it one time. So my dad's a pastor. It was in his office at the church. I was struggling. It was high school, right? right. So it was like, is it Tuesday? I'm having girl problems, yeah. right? Also you know? Thursday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thursday. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let me check my schedule. Yep. Still having girl problems. Um, I got 99 problems, and they're pretty much all girls. They're all girls, 100%. All of them are girls, yes. Um, and so I walk in, and that's not that girls are problems. It's that we were high school boys. No, it's that we're, we're the problem. Yeah, we're yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah. So my dad would bring us into, uh, or he brought me into his office, and his move, his parenting move was, um, he'd say, well, this is what we used to do. 
and he would go and it was, you know, he still had a CD player. It was like we had bought him that nice, you know, when you had mm-hmm. the, the CD player with the speakers that would separate, like it was oh, like, and it had yeah. the center thing, oh, yeah. you know, right? And so, uh, he had that and he just goes and presses play. Like he had it queued up and had invited me into his office and I come and he presses play and it's tied to the whipping post by the Allman brothers. And he's like, this is how me and my buddies used to like decompress about, you know, our lady problems, which is funny because like Chelsea would look at me like, Oh, that is so sexist. I'm like, no, here's the thing. It's not about the girls. It's about us being idiots. Yeah. Like, and it took me a long time to realize that's what it's about is being like, oh, look at me. I'm having all these issues and it's not anyone else's fault. Yeah. I'm the one doing this to me, which I think in our country these days, if a few more guys could figure out that they were the problem mm-hmm. and not the ladies, yeah. I think we'd be doing a little better. Yep. We're so doing, I think we would be doing a lot better. Yes. So we, Ted and I, uh, willingly admit that we are the problem and oh, yeah. that's why we take baths <laughs> yeah. to console ourselves i mean don't tell our wives no 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 because no, no. we still got to figure out how to you know exist in those relationships yeah. um <laughs> yeah. but uh no the the conference was good um we both took baths unknowingly to each other we yep. we lined up a couple guests yeah. uh guests to come on in in the future uh we have some good friends and um, you know just some some cool folks who want to be a part of it. And it was, I think, the surprising thing to me a little bit was because it happened while we were at the conference was the response we got to the podcast. Because I think when you when you do something like this and you want to put something out that like you're creating, and literally we are sitting at my dining room table. This is not fancy. This isn't over the top. We're not in a villa. Yeah, we're not in a, not no more. Um, and so it, it's it, you know it is what it is. And so I think um, you expect that, you know, maybe my brother will listen to this. Maybe my friend who wants to support me will listen to this. Yeah. But we we had a good group of folks that tuned in. So thanks. Yeah, it was very surprising. Yeah. We, and, well, our, our, our expectations for this was like, we're going to do this. And that was it. Like, we, there was no really yeah, expectations. And then we're going to listen to and it. And we like, wanted to, yeah, we wanted to be, we wanted to, obviously you want to be good. You don't want to put yeah. out bad, something bad you just want to but you want to do you at the same time yeah you want to have fun you yeah. want to and and part of it for us was um one thing i think we would both push is that uh having having a job is a good thing having a career something you love is a good mm-hmm. thing but you got to find things that are just fun yeah and so that's kind of our goal for this podcast yeah. is just to sit down and have fun and hopefully you have some fun along with us yeah a um, little creative outlet and and one of the things too was so as Tanner and I are at this conference, so of course we're on um, we're on our computers, you know, talking back and forth a little bit because we're millennials, and uh, it was good because we found our real talk for this week. Yeah. Uh, which and and bear with us, we are learning. We 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 both listened to last week's podcast like the whole way through. Yep. We both had critiques, and so like sound was a little yeah. Off. The volume is cranked yeah. on this one. <laughs> yeah. But and and we also realized that does not work. That That's, does not that fit. Was a terrible so that idea. Gone. Um, but some real talk. We we found some great news stories this talk. week. Yeah. Uh, so Tanner, what was the news story you landed on this yeah, so, week? Uh, when I got back yesterday from the conference, mm-hmm. I was on I was on searching, and it came out that two monkeys have been cloned. That researchers in China reported that they have created two cloned monkeys the first time that primates have been cloned with the technique uh, that produced Dolly. The sheep, more than twenty years ago. So I, all right, 
I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what to think about this. Well, see, here's, here's my fear in this, right? Is that we're just slowly ignoring the wisdom of our cultural prophets. Have we seen Planet of the Apes? Oh, that's happening. Right? Like, hey, let's make these guys smarter. What's the only outcome? The Statue of Liberty burns and falls into the ocean, and we all die. Yeah. And we become slaves to monkeys. Here's, here's my thing. Okay, is cloning... Or robots, what's your biggest fear? Oh, robots, 100%. Oh, yeah, Here's robots. Why. Listen to this. Siri, are you <laughs> Skynet? Let's talk about you, Teddy West's side, not me. She avoids the question every time. Also, my phone calls me Teddy West's side. So, so robots. Oh, 100%. AI is... Is going to be the issue. Like, because here's the thing. Did you see that video of the robot doing a backflip? It's like a robot human being who's like walking and running and then does a backflip off of a box. Like, you I can't tell me that, oh, that. Oh, it's, it's terrifying. Because it's like, it's basically like robots are saying, yeah, we're here. Now, we here's, are here. here's the thing I think that, that will be the interesting thing for us to find out is can AI truly begin learning for itself? Like, there's obviously, we've built these things to learn. You know, I have a couple smart home devices. We have the Nest thermostat, which learns, you know, to set our heat at different things. And But, like, it doesn't do it well. You know, it's like, oh, you wanted it to be 75 degrees right now. Never did that. Ted, but you had to be quiet, man. Your house is listening to you. It's so true. it could just start cranking it's true. on us. Well, and here's the thing. I, like, I bought into the um, Amazon Alexis pretty early on, right? I thought these would be fun. These would be a great idea. I love them as a Bluetooth speaker that I can talk at them and music happens, right? But then I read an article somewhere. Um, it was like Wired or Engadget, you know, some online tech yeah. thing. And the guy basically says, do not buy smart home devices for your family. Yikes. You know, the government is listening. The company is listening. You have no privacy. You know, take an ax to those in the backyard right now. And so I think... Uh, so I bought another one for upstairs. Yep, I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's... I don't know. It's interesting to me that... And okay, here's what we'll have to do as a guest. My brother-in-law, who currently brews beer um, for St. Arnold's, brilliant beer. If you're in Texas, St. Arnold's, great stuff. Uh, sponsor, maybe? Question mark? Um, we're not forgetting you dogs. Yeah, we're not forgetting you dogs, but you know, a bone and a beer? I'm all about it. Um, no, but so uh, my brother-in-law... Andrew, um, he uh, he is a great guy. He's phenomenal, um, just brilliant guy. He got his both undergrad degree and his graduate degree from MIT. Whoa! Oh yeah, he's real. You know smart. it's fancy when the school is like only known by initials. Right, right, right. And MIT. He, uh, that's the only one I really know. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, but he <laughs> he went there, and his master thesis was he built two kayaks that communicated to each other and moved in unison. And I've had to go back and like double check because I was like, I didn't just invent that in my head, right? Like you actually That's did that. Funny. He's like, oh yeah. And then he was in the Navy. He was a submariner. And now he brews beer. Um, you know... Because he can do anything. You know how you just like feel inferior to people? Oh, I don't... You know what? I've never met him before. And I, I'll, I'll be honest. Maybe we shouldn't have him on the podcast because that's going to really drop our self-esteem. No, he's... He, yeah. I mean, it will. It just will. kidding. He's, we want you on the podcast. You just have to walk in and assume he's smarter than you. But what's what's crazy is you and I talk I about... I do that when I walk into every room. Test. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But like you and I talk about AI like 
oh, this far off sci-fi thing. Like he can connect the dots. And so, like, sometimes I avoid having that conversation because I'm like, I just want to pretend this is science fiction out there. I never want to have to deal with it. But all right, how do you feel? Cloning or AI? What, well, what scares I, you more? I should've, we should have probably talked more about the cloning side than the, than the robots. I'm terrified of both robots. Yeah. Uh, but when do you think we're going to start trying to clone human beings? I feel like, well, I think, could, I I feel like there's international law against I it. I feel like you can't. But I feel like every law was made I mean, to someone's, be broke, so. Well, and there's you could stick a ship in the middle of international waters and yeah um i think someone's gonna try it oh or if they haven't or maybe they have already and we just don't know about yeah um i i think um i don't know there there always seem to be walls like that's something that i i kind of look at and go science does have certain absolutes Mm -hmm. now you have to you know think about it on a long-term basis because you know a guy around in the middle ages is going to look at a TV screen and have no idea what's going on. So uh, obviously we're going to keep growing, keep developing. Um, but I wonder, see, here's, here's what I'm more scared about with cloning. To me, cloning is, is not as scary as what we always think it is because the stuff we see in movies and stuff is more like flash cloning. Like mm-hmm. someone could clone the president and like, well, to clone the president, you'd have to have done that. Like when he was, a baby for right. it to work right. in the right way. What I'm more concerned about is, um, are, are we going to take this and start making certain genetic things undesirable? And that that's already happening. Right. That, you know, one of the offshoots of cloning is the idea of, well, okay, if we've got you and you want to have a kid, but you don't want your kid to have and fill in the blank, like designer babies. That's, right. that's my greatest fear. It kind of takes the beauty out of everything. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and what is it? There's there some, a, a couple different European countries that lately that have talked about, uh, one was like the cost of having a person with Down syndrome in society, and the other one was like, we've eliminated Down syndrome, and like they were proud of it. Well, they did it through aborting. Mm-hmm. If, if a kid had Down syndrome, mm-hmm. they would terminate the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's, I, I know plenty of folks with Down syndrome, and like, they're phenomenal people. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's our... And, and this is where, mm-hmm. where for me, it gets into... We can have a deeper theological debate. I don't think it's our choice to say who who gets to live and die. Um, it's like choosing what's beautiful and what's not beautiful when yeah. life in itself yeah. is, is beautiful. And so... Yeah. Yeah, and so, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought this story was neat, but at the same time, I, I think it raises a lot of questions that we don't need to get into right now, but... Well, and, and also, you look and say, okay, they cloned two monkeys... Um, but what, you know, what's going to happen? Yeah. And what, you know, are, like, what are the effects of this going yeah. to be? What's the life like for these, so these monkeys? So in, in a similar vein of important news, such as cloning monkeys, um, I found a news story that I think we can all get behind. We can all kind of struggle with, with what happened, which is in Montgomery, Alabama this week, a Taco Bell burned down. Lord bless us. And so people hosted a vigil. A candlelight vigil for Taco Bell, and a hundred people showed up. And I just have to say, like, kudos to my generation. Yeah, because this was oh, yeah. this was straight a bunch of millennials bored, and they drove up to Taco Bell or saw online that their Taco Bell or drove past and saw their Taco Bell had burned down. And like, so here's the story: is this girl, um, these friends were hanging out, and someone said, "Oh my gosh, we should do a candlelight vigil." 
and someone made a Facebook event for it. Yes. And a hundred people showed up. Yes. And here's what I love. Um, the vigils, this is Huffington Post. The vigil was held Sunday and there was no hotter ticket in town, which, and then they go on about a hundred people showed up. Yes. Got it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so 100 people came together to remember the okay customer service and a long wait line for the oh-so-delightful Baja Blast and yes. $5 quesadilla box. Oh, yes. According to the Facebook event. And then, like, the owners commented and said, oh, we're so glad people, like, but you can tell in, like... It's just a big joke. Well, And you can tell the owners, like, are like, why did you do this, right? Like, yeah, they're yeah. like, what's the big deal here? Because they go, like... Uh, we are overwhelmed by the displays of support, and like you just want a question mark at the end, like, um, okay. But so this this digs to a deeper issue, Tanner. What is your regularity of eating Taco Bell? My, oh. I I have a love hate with relationship with Taco Bell. I love it, and thirty minutes later, you hate it. it. Yeah, and it hates me. Uh, but I can, I mean, I mean, but once somebody starts talking about Taco Bell, I instantly become hungry for Taco Bell. Like I right now, like so I want to go driving home. I don't, you know, I, I, have, I have pretty good self control when it comes to fast food, uh, but I might. If I mean, you get, out of, out if of you respect, get Taco Bell on the way home, you have to Instagram like actual picture, not just a story. Oh yeah, on the oh on the on our Ted and Tanner Pod at Ted and Tanner Pod on Instagram. Here's the, okay, so are you a Taco Bell guy? Uh, when was the last time you went? I can I can give you the date. I let me ask you a few questions because then I'll become real opinionated. Yeah. So one to ten. Taco Bell, um, as a fast food restaurant, like as a, not not as like like there's no way Taco Bell touches anything outside of the fast food genre, right? But one to ten as a fast food place, one to ten. I'm, uh, mm. let me put it deep this down way. inside. I want to give it an eleven because I love it. So basically, what I've just learned about you is you're a horrible human being. Right. Well, here, okay. Here's here's what I'm thinking. You know the commercials where it's like this is a diet Coke and this is a like diet Pepsi, and you're like, what's the difference between the both? Right. Uh-huh. You could take a world class, you know, entree of Mexican food and put it next to Taco Bell and dress it up the same way, and I would probably pick Taco Bell. There's something about it that connects with my my soul, with my being, and it makes me feel That was alive. me banging my head against the mic. The cheesy gordita. The argument a, I'm about to have with Tanner. The cheesy gordita crunch Tanner, is worth Tanner, the munch. I'm Tanner, telling you, man, it is Tanner, so good. Tanner, oh. Tanner, stop. Not only is this sacrilege because you live in the home and founding city of Torchy's Tacos. That's so good. Um but you're just wrong. Like <laughs> I could give you, I could give you, I love Taco Bell and I was ready to say, okay, when okay. was the last time that you had Taco Bell? Seminary. Okay. I went with Doug Bender. Great man. Who you know. Yes. Um, we went and I said, yep, I remember why I don't come here as much. What did you get? I got, you know, a Chalupa and like, I, dude, don't look at me like I haven't been to Taco Bell. <laughs> it's not that We're I haven't been to Taco Bell. It's that I've like high school was, Let's go to Taco Bell. It's Saturday. We would go to the Waltons. We'd get there at like 9 o'clock. We'd watch college game day. Mm-hmm. We'd all go get Taco Bell, and we'd come back and watch college football mm-hmm. from you know the noon game till you know 11 o'clock at night. And you know if you were working or something, you'd come in when you could, but it, Taco Bell was a steady piece of that, right? I'm not – like I get it. I get the draw. 
So I won't argue with anyone who says, I want to go get Taco Bell in terms of like, like you just said, like, Mm -hmm. oh, when I want Taco Bell, I'm going to go get Taco Bell. Right. Like I, for me, that's Panda Express. Like, I know it's going to end poorly. I know I shouldn't have it. But when like, when it's time, like I'm going to go get some Panda Express. Okay. Now here's my thing. I, I'm on my way home. Really from any direction. I earned a right to an opinion. No, 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 I got this. I got this. There's, there's Taco Bell on my way home, Uh but it's on the other side of the road. Okay. And so I, I don't go out of my way to get Taco Bell. I don't go out of my way to get Taco Bell. Yeah, but, but if it's on the way, there's always that little question inside of me that's, are you going to go? Well, but here's the thing. Here's what she just said that I think is like possibly a cardinal sin, which is if I had Mexican food sat next to a regular you know, Taco Bell, I'd choose Taco Bell. Yes. I see nothing wrong with this. See, and that, dude, fajitas are the ultimate Tex-Mex item. Here's the thing. I'm really good at eating Mexican food. Really good at it. Taco Bell? It might slip in. I'll never know. Like, this is, this is like, new news to me. Like, you, I have never see, seen you get so worked I, up. I went, so the last time I went to Taco Bell, and this is how I knew. So our, our mutual friend, Doug Bender, who we both know, um, Doug's a great guy. Doug is a phenomenal person, save for the fact that there was a, a taco place that closed down close to our seminary when we were there. And I, I forget, it might have been a Del Taco. I couldn't remember. But here was his praise of, we'll call it a Del Taco. Here was his praise of this Del Taco on the corner um, uh, over in, in St. Louis was, he said, man, you go and the meat is in a giant plastic bag. <laughs> As a Texan... Like, I was like, right, I'm calling up the guys at the Alamo and we're showing up. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's the deal. Like, we, it, it's weird to, to have been from Texas and to move north um, because every city north of the Red River, I'm deciding if I want to make people in Dallas angry and I'm deciding not to, north of the Red River, people up there go, you don't understand, but our Mexican food. And I'm like, no. You're wrong. Like, but you can go Santa Fe. Uh, Florida has good Mexican food. You know those kinds of things. But yeah. I have been present. And one of my favorite moments was we were with some friends uh, in Florida. And um, there was this little in a gas station uh, taco place, which they, like, warned us about. They're like, you know, it's in a gas station. And we're like, listen, we're from Texas. That does not scare us. Like we we won't go to Taco Bell, but we'll go to a gas station. Oh yeah, we know where the best tacos are. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we went up, and they ordered, you know, basically Taco Bell tacos from this little taco place. And we get up, and and Chelsea, my wife, like looks, you know, the main menus up here, and then there's this little side menu, and you can tell like the Mexican guys around have ordered off this side menu. Mm-hmm. And so we look at it and go, yeah, I want want this, this, and this. And so Chelsea walks up to the counter and orders us tacos off this side menu and the girl behind the counter, you know, this great Latino girl who, I mean, they're making phenomenal tacos and she goes, really? And we're like, yes, yes. We want whatever you guys eat. That's what we want. Yes. Like, and and that's because, because the other argument is like, there's a huge difference between Mexican and Tex-Mex. Right. Like, and, and I'll, I'll fight and say, man, I love fajitas. I love a good quesadilla, you know, those kinds of things. But, a true, um, like, corn tortilla with meat. See, here's the thing. I'm going to take you, and we'll get pictures. 
We'll go. La Plaza is the local Mexican meat market here in Georgetown. And they do, you know, it's like a buck or two per taco. And it's, you, you like, it is the meat with onions, cilantro on a corn tortilla, and you put salsa on. And it's, I mean, it is, I'd argue, I love Torchy's tacos. Torchy's thing is that they put a lot of different things on it. This is just pure taco heaven. La Plaza You are so passionate about your tacos. Listen, when it I, comes to tacos. You're not messing around. No. So ask me again if I like Taco Bell. Do you like Taco Bell? For the sake of this conversation, no. I hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, so but that's where I, I'm going right I after this. I have not eaten at a Taco Bell since seminary. So that's just... I, I think it's six years. Nice. And I'm, I will... Let me ask you this question. When was yeah. the last time you ate at a Burger King? I always see their commercials and I no. can't think of one I ate there. If, if I'm going to get a burger... It's not um, there. Fast food, it's Sonic. Sonic or Whataburger. Yeah. Like... That's, it depends on, really it depends on what kind of French fry I want. Because I'll eat burgers at any, either place. Yeah. What a burger is tops. But like, sometimes I want Sonic fries. Mm. Um, so We're going to have a fast food segment next week. We we're should. Gonna, we're going to just debrief. We we're going to talk about it all. So we got to, let's move yeah, on. Yeah, we got to move on to what's next. So one thing we want to start doing, uh, as we've talked about this podcast, is we want to give people a chance to talk about things they care about. Um and, and so we're going to start inviting some friends on, some guests, to talk about things they care about. Now, of course, in our, our style, we're going to be calling this segment, Why Should I Care? So we're going to be real, you know, sarcastic and in your face about, why, why should I care? Why should I care? Um, we already have a couple friends we want to ask on uh, who have some really good things to talk about. So, But today's segment, as Tanner and I were talking, uh, what you may or may not know about Tanner J. Olson. What's the J stand for? Jesus. James. James. The brother of Jesus. The brother of Jesus, yeah. Um, So what you may not know about Tanner is Tanner also um, has another creative outlet that is uh, he's a spoken word poet. Written to speak is his... What would you call that? Your it's the the name I hide behind. That's kind of how smart, I said smart, yeah. smart, smart. Yeah, you're just smoke screen. In my smoke screen. Yeah. <laughs> so well, well, yeah. When I was creating it, I was like, you know, I don't want people to be like, you know, I don't want everyone to like know my name. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll call it something different. Yeah, yeah. And now it's just like, ah, all right. He gives stickers out. It's awesome. I, guess, I put stickers. Out so, uh, so Tanner does spoken word poetry, um, uh, under the the name the smoke screen written to speak, and so so Tanner. Why should I care about poetry? Why should I care about spoken word? Isn't this something that was like of yesteryear? Like, wasn't it great back in the day, you know, when you had Edgar Allan Poe or uh, who's the two roads diverged in a wood? Robert Frost. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, I, well, here's the thing. Like, I never thought that I would be somebody who would call themselves a poet. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that that was going to be something that I... I was going to do. Yeah. When I was in high school, I wanted to play basketball. It was all yeah. about basketball and, and hanging out and be with my friends. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I just kind of like started getting into it. Yeah, yeah. I've always liked music, always enjoyed lyrics. And so I wanted to kind of, I wanted to be a musician. But yeah. I can't sing. I can't play music. It's, it's terrible. So I was like, well, I'll just write. And so I just started to to write and, and let that be my, my creative outlet. I've always said that uh, writing is the cheapest form of, of therapy. So, so for you, it really started as a creative outlet that you just, wanted yeah. to do these other things and just yeah. wasn't lining up. Before I knew 
really what it meant to be a creative, mm-hmm. I had just started writing because it was just kind of like a natural thing. It was my it was my go to uh, either before bed or when I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm tired of watching TV. I'm gonna go yeah. do something, and mm-hmm. I can't go outside because it's too hot. Yeah, um, and so that's kind of how I, it, it got all started there. And then in college, it kind of ramped up a little bit, and so I started writing. And then um, towards so, the end so of you college, would, yeah. you would say that it started probably around high school mm-hmm. because yeah. I know I had a cathartic moment. Um, probably six months ago, building a fire in our little fire pit in the backyard, and I couldn't find any spare newspaper, and I found an old spiral, and I started looking at it, and it was all the songs I had tried to write in high school, and it just felt so good to know that the world can never see these. And it's like I only needed about, you know, six or seven pieces of paper to wad up and Mm -hmm. start the fire, and I bet about half that journal went in because I was just yeah. like, nope, 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 not nope gone. Oh man, forever. I had, I had when I would, I would go home and I would find these old notebooks from like seventh or eighth grade, mm-hmm. and it was just like, your hair is like milk, the color of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> your, or no, it was, it was like your hair is like silk, the color of chocolate milk. It was just so bad. It was so bad. Can I just say that like? From now on, I'm gonna repeat that line to you. Like, oh man, it's and, dead now. And when I go speak at like high schools and stuff, I tell them like, when I first started writing poetry, it was stuff like, you know, your mm-hmm. hair is like silk, the color of chocolate so, milk. I think this is a key thing, though, in the midst of a, a lot of people. Now, I think you have creative people, you have um, artistic people, you have athletic people. Everyone has been built in a certain way. They they have these gifts and talents. But what no one wants to tell you is you hear hard work, hard work, hard work, and you think, okay, I just got to work hard. But what people don't talk a lot about is grind. Mm -hmm. Because to me, grind is getting work done that moves you forward that seems pointless or is a failure. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, just to hear you say like, yeah, this was the crap I was writing in eighth grade. That's in our world of instantaneous gratification where I can find anything on the internet in a millisecond. Yeah, to tell someone, listen, I started in eighth grade and I was real bad. Oh, I was I, I was really, really bad. And I mean, I and I, I've rec- so I've come out with two albums since then. And if you ask me about my first album that came out in two thousand and fifteen, thirteen, mm-hmm. something like that, it was two uh, thousand thirteen. I would say it's not very good. And yeah. some people will say, no, I, I really enjoy some of those poems. And I would say, you know, I would do this different and this different and this mm-hmm. different, or I wouldn't have put them out at all. But yeah. it's one of those things where when you're a creative, you you take risks and you yeah. slowly, you slowly grow. I mean, I can remember listening to some of my favorite bands and their first album was my favorite album. And so people are like, I want to hear your old stuff. And they're like, well, we're not that artist anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't ask you to be who you were. Yeah. 10 years ago because it's like not only do you grow as a human being but you grow as a creative when you decide to step down that road. Well, and it's it's interesting how much if you let yourself be okay, like obviously not like utter failure, but to say this is a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That's something I'm trying to work on like this year in my life is mm-hmm. kind of like saying I'm going to give myself a little grace to be bad at things that I want to be good at later. Yeah. Uh to say, you know, so just the the simple thing for me is like in home ownership now, mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to do a lot of things. Like there are certain things I need to hire people in, but I want to learn how to do a lot of things. Well, in learning to do those things, I'm realizing it's okay to give my permission mm-hmm. like and grace to myself to do it wrong the first time and have to go redo it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's good to hear that that's part of your creative process. So you said, so, you know, 
your hair's like silk, the color of chocolate milk. So that's it's a, it's a great that's line. your eighth grade years. And, and so, uh, so you said though, college is really when you stepped into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and going back to what you were saying, like if you're not willing to be bad at something, you'll never be good at it. Yeah. And so you have to go yeah. through these this series of, of just trials and like in learning like where a comma goes or learning how to find your voice. And I really, I, I think in the last year or so, I've really found my my voice as as a writer mm-hmm. or as a, as a poet. Um, and I and in the heart, I think the biggest step was when somebody asked what I did. I was willing to say that I was a writer. Yeah, and to say, to say you know like you might be interested in this or interested in that. But to call yourself that is, yeah. is one thing, and to say, yeah. no, this is like this is what I do. I may not make money because I don't. Mm-hmm. I may not be published by big magazines or have a book deal, mm-hmm. but I'm writing, so I'm a yeah. writer, right? And so mm-hmm. if like if you're if you like want to get into running, well, call yourself a runner, and, yeah, and do it, and you yeah. have to do it. Uh, so you have to put the work in. But yeah, college is when I really really got into it, and then after college, uh, like I, like we talked about last year mm-hmm. or last podcast, not last year. Uh, I lived alone in the woods for a couple of years while living in Wisconsin. And so like I had my Bonnie Vera moment where I'm living alone and just I just wrote and wrote and mm-hmm. wrote and I wrote a lot and I wrote See a lot. See what you did there, by the way. Bon is from Wisconsin. So yeah, 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 yeah. Well played. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just had this had this all this free time to write and I wrote a lot of bad stuff. Like mm-hmm. a lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I wrote some things that I was able to connect with and it was it was a great season, a great couple of years to really learn about the things that I believed and to challenge myself and my thinking and and to, to put those thoughts down. And and I'll go back and I'll read some of these journals mm-hmm. and they're they are depressing, they are miserable, but there's a lot of stuff in there that I, I was able to learn from. Yeah. Um yeah. Well, and so, so what do you say now? So, so you've, you know, you had your chocolate milk face. Oh yeah. You had your, uh, um, your new face, and and I would argue a lot of guys in creative outlets start in a I'm trying to impress a girl face. Yeah, I would I would wager ninety eight percent of guys start there mm-hmm. because I have the story of sharing this with one of my profs. Um, when I was in college talking about like any guy that tells you he's learning guitar because he loves the artistry of it is a liar. Yeah. They're trying. And I said in his office, they're trying to impress girls. This was my professor for Christian ethics <laughs> that then in his class, the next class period, um, that we met, uh, he, he references this by saying, yeah, Ted and I were talking the other day about how, you know, guys only learn guitar so they can get laid. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 the brakes whoa, here. Whoa, 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 I'm whoa. sinking into my chair yeah. like, you know, I'm this pre-sem student. Yeah, going, I didn't me. say that. I didn't say that. Um, get their attention so they would like me. But so, so hold hands. But but I mean, even even from that, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd assume there was some of that that went into your college work and, um, and married life on the other side of it. It's such a different story mm-hmm. now when you look back. But where where do you think now... You know, as as you've gone through phases as a poet, what is what is your goal now? When you say when I write poetry, obviously it's for you, it's a, yeah. a creative outlet, but but when you let it into the world, what's what's the point? Why Yeah, well a couple of different things on that. When when I first started writing, like I was gonna be I was gonna be famous. Like I was gonna be a famous poet, I was gonna be a famous yeah. writer, people were yeah. going to know who I was when I walked down the street. Like it was just like it was an unrealistic mm-hmm. kind of dream. But I think a lot mm-hmm. of people start out that way. I was talking to a guy the other night and he was like, Yeah, we were in a you know, I was in a, in a punk rock band and people were gonna know who we were. Yeah. And that's why we yeah. started. But then it, it moved from I'm wanting people to know me to 
I had this desire for people to know something greater, yeah. right? To know that hope was a real thing, to know that mm-hmm. forgiveness was a real thing, to know that mm-hmm. love was a real thing. And, and then, so that's kind of like my, when my thinking went from uh, all on me to the focus mm-hmm. on the the reader or mm-hmm. the receiver of the words, it, then my, my, my whole vision for this whole written to speak thing mm-hmm. changed. Um, and I'm not a, a famous writer. I'm not a famous poet. And, and I'm okay with that because I, I get, the, I have this small following of people who will connect with some of the words, yeah. will connect with some of the things that yeah. I've been, been writing. And, and that's, and that's such a, such an honor yeah. to be able to be somebody who's like, Hey, like you wrote this on this Wednesday and that mm-hmm. helped me make it to Thursday. Yeah. Well, and, and I think there's something to be said, you, you know, my hope is that, that there's growth for you. There's, you know, that more people connect with you. Uh, mainly so you can buy a mansion and invite me over. Uh, you can have your own bathtub. What? Come on. Do you mind if I install a TV and watch The West Wing? I'm all about it. Sweet. Um, so I, I have I have some a, a good friend of mine from from high school. Uh, this guy Jason, um, and, and in fact I'll even I'll even shout out and and throw his music in um, our show notes. Jason's an incredibly talented uh, musician and um, was part of a band over the last, I want to say six or seven years called the show ponies mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll throw their stuff in as well. And, and I have to say like, you know, they're, they're a folk band. They were out of, based out of California. Um, and they, you know, they made music for a long time and I think they're stepping back now. They, you know, there's, there's in, in creative outlets, I think you, you've got to figure out what's my timestamp. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm never going to abandon the art form. I'm never going to abandon that, but you know, there's the realities of bills to be paid and those kinds of things. And, and so they, you know, they're, they're stepping back as a band, but I can tell you their music has been more influential for me personally mm-hmm. than any band. I'm not going to say ever, but I, I mean, currently around like their music is so well written it's so in, and for me it, it walked me through some key points in my life and, and I think it's okay to not make it big oh yeah you know like and that's because we all want fame but then you watch what fame does right right there's so few people that fame ends well for them right and um, that's not to say I don't want good things for my friends and um, Jason's doing a solo project now and it's, oh man, it's just incredible. Um, but I, I do think, um, the question, you know, that you asked is so good, which is, and maybe I'm kind of compiling this for you, but I, I think the question it seems like you're asking is if my poetry matters to someone, it's worth it. Right. And that's not a question. That's a statement, but right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and I, I can honestly say I've, I've been to your some of your spoken word stuff, and I, I always enjoy it. And I um, I enjoy good spoken word, and I think yeah, some, you do and a some good people job. Will, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Some people ask me, like, so do you like poetry? And if I'm being honest. Nope. Like, no, nope, I, I don't listen to it. And I really don't. Uh, but it's just something that I, and I mean, I, I listen to it and I, and I appreciate the art of it, mm-hmm. but it's not something that I, I, I go out of my way to listen to. Yeah. Um, but it's a way that I have found that I can connect with people and that, uh, that I, I'm inspired by. 
Uh, and uh-huh. so I have a lot of uh, some friends who are some poets and they, and they travel around and they tour and they have some incredible stuff. And so I listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also one of those things where poetry is a very vulnerable and honest thing and it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, let's be like, poetry is weird. Yep. You know, when I go and speak at, in classrooms and stuff, I tell kids like, you know, poetry, it's kind of weird. It's vulnerable and it's honest and it's a little different, but mm-hmm. it has a place. And so going back to like, why should you care about poetry? Well, I think it has a place and it's something that, you know, words are something that people can connect with. And we know that words are an incredibly powerful thing uh, and through our words you know we can tell stories and we can mm-hmm. connect with other people and we mm-hmm. can um, you know, we can share hope and announce love and all these wonderful things uh, but also I found like poetry matters because it's inspired me to write and it's inspired me to share the yeah. things that I believe like everybody has a voice yeah. and I was able to find my voice mm-hmm. in poetry mm-hmm. of all things yeah um, and so I mean I I, I can't say um, I'll do poetry forever yeah but I'm doing it right now, and I'm having and, a fun time with it. And I think there's benefit that that people don't see all the time that seasons are good. Yeah. And there might be a season where you you know you do this, and um, and, and that season is going to add to your life, no right. matter what. It's going to give you skills. It's going to help you out. Yeah. So you have you have a new EP coming out. Yeah. So we talked about that a little bit on the last podcast on how. I was going through this big life crisis. Yeah. Still, I'm always in a life crisis. Let's be honest. I'm a poet, but how am I gonna? <laughs> Truth. How am I gonna release this? What is it gonna look like? What's mm-hmm. it? You know, what are we gonna do with it? So yeah, I have five poems that are sitting on my on my desktop right now, and um, we'll play one in a minute. But I'm excited about this. Uh, uh, the EP is called Welcome to the Other Side, and so there's mm-hmm. five poems. The first one's called Welcome. Mm-hmm. Second one's to the other side. So five poems. Oh, I see what you see did what there. we did there. Um, and so I had yeah, your brother Matt helped uh, create some of the music. Did a fantastic job. Our friend Steve. Uh, mixed it all together and it's just a brilliant mind who hears all these intricate oh sounds. Steve, Steve when uh, it comes to music, is uh, I mean, brilliant human. It's incredible. I can't compliment yeah. my brother with music because like I have to keep him in his place. Right, right, right. But if I were to say something, it would be I. I was impressed with how very impressed. Um, how well he yeah. he mixed and and so it was cool for me. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see these three, you know, important people in my life come together and I've listened to some of the tracks and. And in fact, let's uh, let's take a break real quick, and and we're gonna throw up uh, this this track two from Tanner's new "Welcome to the Other Side" EP. Somewhere is everywhere to someone, and somewhere is someone. Um, nope, not happening there. Somewhere is everywhere to someone And someone is somewhere to someone else And I've been someone somewhere for too long And everywhere seems to be where I've been lately I'm all over the place Confusing myself as I drift in and out of space Stretching to put some space between the place I've left to leave behind Sometimes growth feels like two steps back And sometimes flourishing feels like failing And I feel like I'm always falling Complicated and calling Trying to take two steps away from failing Something more is out there, and that's where I'm going. I'll escape to explore, retreat to restore, be to belong, and reach the other side of all that is going wrong. I will continue to wander and wonder within all that is his, to seek the silence and the solitude, to create in the chaos and give grace to the grave places in my life. I'm beginning to see more clearly, like in all that is heavy, there is hope. And as I go, I will lock hand in hand with knees to the floor, faith to continue, wake to walk, through the front door. I will 
keep going to arrive I'll crawl out from underneath these concrete sheets And step beyond this bed into the uncertain and unknown Life is calling and I'm answering And I want to respond with peace in a world shouting dark cold winds I'll sing and lift a sail high And I'll adventure to find out why And I'll reach the other side and you'll find me beyond the swollen smoke sharing secrets and stories of life and death and what failed to get the best. You'll find me where it's clear and cloudy with the change I left behind and all my rough draft letters home. You'll find me surrounded, shoulder to shoulder with the souls who stood close as we stepped together. We go together to the other side, always together, never So Tanner, walk me through quickly the, the process of how you write a poem like this. So for this poem in itself, uh, really what I had I did is I, I, I compiled a playlist of all the music I listened to in high school. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, I, I mean, the whole idea of Welcome to the Other Side, this EP, is the, the transition and mm-hmm. the navigating of life from one season to another season, to another season, eventually to get to the other side of all of this. Right, right. Um, and, and it's, I think it's something that people can connect with, especially uh, as, you know, focusing on a group of, you know, 15 to 30 year olds, mm-hmm. all these different mm-hmm. transitions and changes, and that doesn't stop. Uh, and so when I was writing this one, I really just wanted to speak something honest that somebody could connect to of like kind of the emotions and the things that I felt going from, uh, from one thing to the other, one right. side to the other right. from, and it really had to deal with a lot of the the move that uh, Sarah and I made from Nashville to Austin, mm-hmm. and the things that I felt and the things that I was I was going through, and um, and so the process of this this poem was it's a lot of write, uh, write, write, scribble, cross out, yeah. backspace, delete, all this yeah. kind of good stuff, and and then moving some of these pieces around of oh I like this line, I def- mm-hmm. I want to say this, and so where mm-hmm. does this fit into this process, and then uh, and so then once the once the poem is kind of complete, I'll start reading it out loud yeah and i'll start just speaking yep. it and speaking it and speaking it and if mm-hmm. it if it if it sounds the way that i want it to sound and there's influxes in the where in the places where i want them to be yeah. um i'm like okay let, yeah. let's try to share this you know let's let's try to share this and and, and the thing about a, a creative project is a lot, of, a lot of people ask how do you know when it's done mm-hmm. and the answer is it's never done you just no. get to a place where you're like okay you're happy to put it all out right there. Let, let's yeah. get this out there let's let's share mm-hmm. it with the world and, and maybe someone's going to connect with it and we hope that yeah. someone's going to connect with it yeah um which well, is and, a, and like, and I think that's that's such a good outlook to look and say, like, at some point you just have to say, "This is it." You have to stop mm-hmm. tweaking. You have to put it out. Yeah, well, yeah. Tana, and so, just to, thanks to to Matt and Steve for all their help. Oh yeah, I, they, I think they did a, times a great job. And, uh, they're just wonderful, wonderful dudes. So yeah, mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk more about uh, the album as it as it gets closer to yeah. being released. And well, all and, that good and stuff. thanks for uh, telling us why we should care about poetry. Oh yeah, and this this moves on to something next that you should care about. Uh, do you have a dog yet? Nope. All right. So Tanner, what are you consuming? So I, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, and uh, uh, I've been reading this. It's a, <laughs> it's a devotional. So a Tanner di- and I, in our discussion, like our real lives, you know, we're working in the church nonstop, and we said uh, we want that, you know, the the faith side of our lives to interact. So sometimes we're going to talk about faith things, and that's kind of what today is. So Tanner, what are you, 
you're consuming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I with this where it's we're two Christians doing a podcast, but we're like, we don't want it to be just a Christian podcast. Yeah, right. We want to be able to talk about other, every everything. That's so what, I've been reading this devotional. Well, we talked about from, a vigil for Taco Bell. Yeah, uh, about uh, from Tim Keller and his wife Kathy, and it's a, a daily. My mom got this from me. It's a daily devotional on the Book of Proverbs for God's wisdom and for navigating life, mm-hmm. and kind of talking about what we just talked about with Welcome to the Other Side and all this kind of stuff is is navigating living, navigating yeah. this life yeah. and, and where wisdom plays a part through all of this mm-hmm. and through like experience and, and mentoring and then also processing what we're doing uh, in our lives. And so it's been it's been good to kind of wake up um, to read and to kind of meditate and reflect on these things. And uh, so if you're, we'll have it in the show notes too, but if you want to pick up uh, this this book, if you're looking for something to do in the mornings, it's it's really, really good and really so helpful, either for believers Tim and or Kathy not. Kathy Keller yeah. and it's called God's Wisdom for Navigating Life. And we'll, we'll put it in show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, uh, I... I've been doing, um, it's called, it's, it's an app called Read Scripture, mm. and I, I don't know if I've ever done a straight through the Bible um, ever, and this, I love it because these guys, it's a simple thing where they, they have these videos that they've made, uh, it's called the Bible Project, and they've made these great videos on um, the Bible and its flow and its overall story, and, and then you read a section of Scripture so you watch this video, which which either is specifically about the book of the Bible you're doing, mm-hmm. or it's about you know a concept or something that's going to be in the reading, and so you read the reading, and then it ends with a psalm that you pray through, and it's it's I mean, cool. I I spent years at seminary in deep thought, and some of these videos just have opened up the Bible to me in new ways, and it's it's really, yes. I'm I'm really enjoying it. So it's it's called Read Scripture. It's an app. It's really really good. Um. So as we're closing out this second podcast, we already have our first fact check. <laughs> so last week I talked about how my dad, uh, in when he and my mom got married, they said they were not going to have TVs, and then the Astros made the World Series in 1986, and he snuck a, um, a TV into the basement of our house in Colorado. Well, that, in fact, is not true. The first thing he did when he saw me at this conference we were at was he wrote down the correct story of what happened. So here's what actually happened. So in... Uh, July 26th of 1980, my parents got married. In October of 1980, the Astros made the playoffs for the first time ever. And he happened, they lived in this little um, uh, apartment in St. Louis while he was at seminary, um, and he found in the basement a TV. Yes. And so that was, I was six years too early. Pretty close. But also, it showed <laughs> how close. long his self-control lasted from July to October, pretty good. So that's yeah. really good. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, like that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So um, good, good fact check, good fact check. And I'm yeah. sure we'll have a lot of fact checks. Yeah, we'll on this have last a lot one, of fact especially checks, especially on Taco Bell. Yeah, especially <laughs> as we start telling stories and we know nothing about what we're talking yes. about. Uh, once again, you can uh, contact me or Tanner on our Twitter. Tanner is at, at Tanner J Olson and. And I'm at Theo underscore D. You can get in touch with the podcast at Ted and Tanner Pod. Uh, if you want to send us an email, that is also Ted and Tanner Pod at gmail.com. Right now, one of our sponsors really wants to get up in Tanner's grill. My dog Gus is. My hand is currently inside of his mouth. He has been incredibly good until the last five minutes of this podcast, and now the puppies come out. Yeah. Um, now, one thing, we want to throw some questions out to you. So, Tanner, you, you put this question out there, so why don't you explain it? So, as we talked about uh, Taco Bell and fast food, we want to know from you guys, what are your top five favorite fast food places? Top five. 
Yeah. Top five favorite. And then Ted and I will have a, a really good, quick discussion. And by quick, we mean yeah, it'll uh, take 45 minutes, minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, which is kind of a theme here. Uh, but we want to know, we want to hear from you guys. We want to know what you guys want to want to talk about and, and talk about those things or if there's deeper issues that you guys want to learn about. Or if you want to be a guest on the podcast or want to hear somebody be on the podcast, let us know. We'll get in touch with them. Uh, so give us a shout out, Ted and Tanner Pod. Uh, on Twitter or on Instagram, or, or you can send Gmail. us an email, Ted and Tanner uh, and, Pod at and Gmail. You will, you will up your likelihood um, if you, well, this isn't true. Just go give us a five star review. <laughs> five star review. I can't make any promises, yeah. but you should go review us because then, you know, we get more close. Like, literally, Gus is now eating Tanner's arm. So you can probably hear him. But uh, Ted and Tanner have done this podcast. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see see you guys next next week. week. Gus. If you're looking for us on social media, you can find me, Ted, at VOD, Tanner, at Tanner J. Olson, the podcast, at Ted and Tanner Pod, or email us, tedandtannerpod at gmail.com. Thank you.